Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of Weekend Rental, everyone's favorite gaming and geek culture podcast. My name is Ryan. As always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. What's going on, guys? All right, so very exciting episode. We've got uh, an exciting interview coming up for anyone who is unfamiliar. We're going to be interviewing Ben and Josh of Fargo Game Fest. It's an upcoming event in March here in the Fargo-Moorhead community. Um, lots of gaming, uh, tabletop, live-action role-playing, uh, board games, video games. They'll have a massive setup of games there. Uh, you know, listening to this podcast is something we're very into. And there will be a game exchange happening this year. Um, we encourage you to stick uh, with the podcast. That'll be coming in, that interview, right after Byron Burn. You can learn how to win a pair of all-access weekend passes to Fargo Game Fest for 2019. Um, details of that coming up. But for now, I know you guys are like, no, just get to that. We don't want to hear Byron Burn. It sucks. But you know what? We like it. We like Byron <laughs> Burn. So we're going to do it. Sometimes. So, yeah. Okay, good point. <laughs> yes. Sometimes. We're going to get into Byron Burn. Uh, the ma- the Sega Master System is the system of choice, this go-around. So for anyone who isn't familiar, basically we all pick a game for the given system. We'll play them all individually and then give our opinions on which one we would choose to buy, rent, or burn if given the chance. So the games this go-around, Andy has gone with Cloud Master. Nate has selected Rocky. And I've gone with Aztec Adventure. There is a subtitle behind that, but I'm not going to remember it at this point doesn't matter so let's hear a little bit about each of these games and then we'll talk about them uh and give our opinions so first up let's go back to Cloudmaster andy's pick description on this one uh enter the wild fun-filled world of mike chen uh he's out to learn the secrets of the five lands so he can become a powerful wizard of the skies already he has tamed a cloud to carry him around he has learned the art of shooting kai force from his fingertips but standing against him are more wacky zany creatures than you can shake your chopsticks at Birdmen, flying cat heads, uh, pigs with guns, and flying bowls of soup. Sounds funny, but remember that each can zap you with a touch. You do have a couple of tricks up your sleeve. Collect power-up pots to fly faster and make your Kai Force even more powerful. Um, Defeat the mid-round bosses and you will earn the use of true magic. Fireballs, guardian flames, and bouncing bombs. Defeat the five world guardians and you'll become a cloud master. Fail and you'll be locked in combat forever. Are you really going to let a flying dumpling get the best of you? The answer is yes. I didn't see a flying dumpling. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess he did. (laughs) There's a few different foods in there that can get you. And for whatever reason, shoot bullets out of them. Um, Yeah, it's it's a horizontal scrolling shooter. That's about it. You're a guy in a cloud. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're shooting a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you downplay it so much. You're a guy on a cr- on a cloud. Yeah, you're a well, guy on a cloud. But it's like things. it's been so. I mean, that's goat. Was it Goku from Dragon Ball? Right? Doesn't he fly yeah. around on a cloud or something like that? Yeah. It's all based on that old that old Chinese story or Japanese story. The though. Journey West. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. So it's all it's all from that. Um. A guy flying on a cloud. Anyway, yeah, I think 
the best thing in this game, though, is the uh, magic. Once you start getting the magic, there's some cool abilities, and they don't seem like they run out. You could just keep spamming them, and then that's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you guys tried any of those, but the fireball ones was pretty good. Um, the bombs were okay. I don't know. I didn't try all of them, but the angle of the bombs kind of killed it for me. Like it was too, yeah. too, too steep yeah. of a drop off. I mean, they were good, but yeah, if if you uh, hit them, it only took one time or one shot with the bombs. Right. Um, but yeah, they were kind of useless on the boss, I guess, which I could not beat. I couldn't beat the chicken. I probably could have. I gave up after a while. Um, I think what stood out the most to me is just, it's another example of like the master system having like a really good ability to push a lot of colors and large sprites on screen. Mm -hmm. So like the presentation I liked very much, um, where it faulted a little bit is that while the enemies we've talked about it before with shooters, like you have to have patterns that make sense and this game does, but like the, the size of your character is a problem. You're a big target. And then if you don't memorize which pattern set is coming up next, it's really hard to get up and down vertically on that screen to shoot enemies before you've got just pot shots coming at you. And there's not really much wiggle room. So the the requirement to memorize a little bit was kind of a bummer. Uh, but overall, I, I don't know. I, I really liked this game. Um, and instantly, I had a little bit of deja vu. And that is because for the Wii, I have a game called Saint uh, made by UFO, which is based on the same novel that this is. Um, and then I found out that they also UFO after Saint on the Wii put out the Monkey King, which is literally just a remake, uh, a remake of this. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, that's weird. Why did you put out two of the same game? Kind of. But um, yeah, and those are basically like really bad clip art games that are made into shooters for the Wii <laughs> and people hate on them, but I actually don't mind them. I think I picked them both up for like a dollar and like for a dollar, they're totally great. If I'd have paid 30, sure. I'd be pissed. But yeah. Yeah. So like right away I was like, what was that game? I know I've played this before. Um, but this master system version is probably, well, not probably it is better than the, uh, Wii shovelware that we got. Really? From UFO. Wow. Huh. I, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. I, I think it's, it's pretty impressive. For the Sega Master System, the colors are really, really nice, very vibrant. Um, I love shooters, but the more I play them, the more I realize I'm really awful at them. And I'm, I've kind of been uh, watered down to my arcade where I just push a button for free quarters. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm really good at shooters, and I really am <laughs> not. I really don't like to call a gamer out, but Nate came over to my house over the weekend and uh, we put in blazing lasers. And let's just say that that was kind of painful to watch. It was. <laughs> I think painful you hit the watch. continue screen within about the first, I don't know, I did. 20 feet of that level, first level. Sometimes you just have to get in the zone for a shooter. It takes me a while, you know? The mornings Weeks. that's the best the that's the best time I can uh I can play a shooter. It's like when I'm awake and fresh. But I just got done playing the the Jaguar and that ruined everything for me. <laughs> why why was it you wasn't, him on it the wasn't Jaguar first? I let him pick the system. He he wanted it, I gave it to him. Wow. We started out with Trevor McFur, and let me tell you, you want to talk about a bad shooter. Yeah, I bet. That is a bad shooter. It was so silent. It yes. was not good. Nate Anyways. learned the perils of Jaguar games not having background music for any it reason. so whatsoever. weird. <laughs> My first Jaguar experience should have been on film. 
just it was like I don't hear anything. This I don't is know weird. if the world's ready for that much disappointment. <laughs> Ryan was so excited for the the intro screen of the Jaguar. He's like, just wait, just wait, just wait for this. And then like this little cube of a Jaguar, and he's like, Bet you didn't expect that. And I'm like, You're right. I didn't And then he turned it off that. and that was the end of the Jaguar. <laughs> That should be the end of everyone's Jaguar <laughs> oh, experience. Gosh. That is the highlight and the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, back to this game. Uh, it was. What game we it about? was. Yeah, it was. It was good. I. Um, I have played the Sega Master System before, and it, I'm pretty impressed with quite a bit of the games that came out on that system. They really uh, pushed the console kind of to its limits and did it well for the most part you know there's some bad games just like any council has but this was a good one uh it it's very difficult though with the patterns um there's just a lot to memorize and i just didn't want to put that much time into memorizing that many patterns maybe as a kid i probably would have been better at the game because i had more time to do it but oh yeah well, as a kid with more uh, yeah with more willpower this would be a perfect game for like eight-year-old us oh yeah for sure like when it starts off it does like the simple patterns you know uh, a string of four ramen bowls come at you like right away right. and it's like those are easy and then all of a sudden it's like out of nowhere there's a guy on the fl- floor shooting something at you then yeah, there's those like bastard turtles that are like five pixels wide yeah the cheapest character and then you have the mid boss all on the same screen at the same time. Like uh-huh. it's like wow, how that was quite a step up in difficulty. Like immediately there, but yeah, it gets get... real intense. Yep. I don't know. I think there's enough there though that you know, given a little more time um, and perseverance, I think it, it, there's enough there that would warrant me wanting to see what's after you know the first stage and keep going. Um, I, I didn't feel the need this go around, but one of these days, I didn't even know this game was on the Master System. I'd never heard of it. Um, I, I don't know that anyone's really talked about it, but yeah, it's fun. It, it's a good. All right, so let's move on to Nate's pick, Rocky, which um, everyone on the internet famously knows because AVGN ripped it apart for being a ginormous piece of crap. I don't think it's that bad, but let's hear about the description. Uh, so you're Rocky, a fighter with a dream to be the best boxer the world has ever seen. The chances were one in a million, but you made it to the most exciting event in boxing, the world-class heavyweight championship. In the ring, you first fight. your first fight is your most feared. Uh, and you'll have to master the uppercut and knock out the never-beaten brawn of Apollo, the reigning champion. You can tell I don't watch these movies because this is all like foreign to me. Apollo who, uh, then train diligently quick time events is what they mean. Because once you're a champion, the contenders will come forth like crazy. There's more, but it's, it's boxing. It's boxing. It is. Um, yeah, it is a boxing game. That's, I saw the title when I was kind of going through the Sega master list. I was like, I wonder if that's a bad game. I must've missed the AVGN. Yeah, I don't remember that one. On that. It was one of his first run, like he, like really? first 15 episodes probably, yeah. So I, I was like, it could be good. I don't know. I was trying to picture what um, Rocky would look like on a Sega Master System. And I Turns will have amazing. to say, 
it looks incredible for yeah for the time and even for the councils that it was up against it beats most of the nes boxing games easy um it looks better than some genesis boxing games to be honest yeah yeah uh just it not to sound completely like a perv but like rocky is pretty defined like you can see (laughs) i don't even know you can see the muscles you can see like it's just it's very crisp lines on everything um you can tell their focus Yeah, you can tell their focus is on the presentation. Like they really yeah. wanted to make you feel like this was an experience and from yeah. a visual standpoint and character movement and modeling, they nailed that. Absolutely. Gameplay it's not great. I mean it's kind of fun. Um but there isn't a ton to it. It's boxing. It I mean kind of on a RPG level in a way where you learn <laughs> the different moves and and uh so you go through different training sections uh post fights and then which i think are probably some of gaming's first quick time events on console um which is basically what they are yeah kind of like an endurance to press b as much as you can in 40 seconds and some of them are time on the right timing yeah yeah it uh i agree though like i I think from a visual standpoint, again, the power of the master system, when you compare that against the NES, this game, like Nate said, looks incredible. I mean, the whole atmosphere they captured where it falls apart though, is the fact that there is not, there's two buttons, right? So there's really not that much depth in the, in the controls. You've got a, it's not even a block. You have a duck, which it's not really that you can block. It's, is there a block? Not just a duck. Yeah. If, if you do the, 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 the duck button and you hold up at the same time. Okay. Okay. What, what really killed it for me though, is the fact that no matter what you do, like your characters, like the two characters just shuffle back and forth across the screen on their own. So it's kind of like, you're not fully playing the game. You're just kind of interacting with a portion of it. So telltale. Yeah. So it kind (laughs) of takes you out of it a little bit because you're not actually sure if you won the game or if it's just on rails. It's weird. Right. Yeah. Well, like what said, about that intro screen? Oh yeah, the rocky scroll. That's pretty. That good. That looks that sweet. Badass. I yeah. keep on going back to looks because that's all this game had for me. Really, it, it really is. Just wasn't there. Like, like when you think about like the presentation, just when you're boxing, like you can see the whole ring, you can see the crowd and everything, and it's like, but you as you're fighting is just like maybe a a quarter of the screen between you and right. the. So you're you're pretty small in the grand scheme of it, whereas like that doesn't really help the gameplay. Where when you think about like Punch Out, the entire screen is you and the fighter basically. Right. Yep. So that's more form over function on on that. Yeah. Yeah, it just really feels like something where they spent the time to make it a standout visual masterpiece. Like this is the totally the type of game you put in to show your friends. Like, look at what the master system can do, but. As far as enjoying it, it's just after you finish that first fight. I mean, I could have kept going and I just turned it off. I'm like, I, I don't want to do that again. Like, it, <laughs> I don't need to see the countdown for the knockout ten more times. Like, I'm good. Right. I'm good. Where he's humping the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess he is. I didn't really think about it, yeah. but now that that angle does uh, lend to humping, that's for sure. Yeah. For a video game that gets tied into a movie 
Um, most systems fail really bad at that. They just can't capture the movie, can't capture the action of it, uh, even just the look of it. And so for this, I, I think like they can, the designers and developers can say, yeah, we're pretty proud of this. I think it did a pretty good job of capturing that movie in a way, not perfectly, but, uh, um, yeah, definitely visually. So I don't think they really paid for the, the likeness of Stallone though. He, he looks more like little Mac than Stallone. Little Mac. Yeah. Especially like in the inter like round sections, it does not look like him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Featuring little Mac. (laughs) And I think that's kind of like when you take a step back, this compared to like the depth of something like punch out, it's just, it's pretty shallow, like not even pretty. It's extremely shallow, but it is a pretty good ride for a few minutes. It's just, there's no depth to it. Yeah. Mike Tyson's punch out is superior, you know, with on so many levels on many different councils, even too. Mike Tyson is, is a great game. So um, when you put it in the pile of all the other boxing games on the NES, it's actually not too bad. No, in fact, I was going to say, I think I can't think of a boxing game. I like more than this. That's not punch out. So this might be my number two to punch out for like eight bit boxing games. I know people, some people like ring King. I don't think the NES port of that is good in my opinion, but I don't know. It's Rocky. You can see his abs. What's not to love? There's a lot of punching, like just like inches away from each other's face. Yeah. (laughs) Like you never quite know if you're hitting somebody most of the time. Yeah. You just need like one more inch of, you know, length on your arm. You would be doing a lot more massive damage. Story of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you said arm. Oh, okay. Never mind. Not the story of my life. I feel so weird now saying. He's so defined. I just feel weird. It suits you. Does it? Okay. All right, let's move on well, to Aztec if, Adventure. If 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 next time you pick uh, Rambo, we'll know something's yeah, up. So, something's <laughs> not He's right. so defined. He's so defined. You can really see his abs. Yeah. All right, so let's hear a little bit about my pick, Aztec Adventure. So the description on this one. Um, welcome to the land of the ancient Aztecs, uh, where money talks and enemies can be bought. Your El Nino, not to be confused with a terrible storm system that comes through occasionally. Uh, wanderer, traveler, and adventurer at heart. You're about to embark on a mysteriously dangerous adventure that will lead you through forests, underwater passages, and phantom zones, to name a few. Your objective, reach the Aztec paradise where tokens of wealth and happiness await. Um, so I don't even really know how to quite describe this game. I'd say it's maybe like a Zelda esque, um, open world adventure, like the original Zelda on NES where you move screen to screen. Um, the end game though is a little bit different. Basically it's given you a much simpler objective. You think of it as you and your character are going out on an eight bit safari. It'll tell you like kill two of these collect two of the, I mean, that's, your objective is that simple. You wander screen to screen, clearing enemies. 
Um, as they mentioned, your enemies can be bought, I think is probably one of the coolest features in this game is that you can collect currency and throw it at other humanoid-ish enemies that you that will then team up and be uh, on your side. So you can have like a little posse going around. Um, Which can be a pain sometimes. <laughs> nah, you just let them die or fall off screen. It's good. Or kill them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where it does suffer horribly, though, is um, games that have just the worst reach for characters. You have the yeah. most pathetic sword. Um, and then that so means you're going to have to get up close and take damage even to kill a simple enemy. And then you couple that with a respawn rate of enemies being just millimeters off screen. Um, and you kind of lose any strategy and just have to struggle for survival because it's, it is what it is. There's a lot of power ups. It's cool. Um, I don't know. It's a weird game. It's not bad. It's just also not great. Visually again, um, big sprites, colors are good. It's simple. Um, but you compare it to a lot of NES stuff at the time. I think it holds up pretty well. Yeah, you can definitely tell this is like one of those early games where they don't really know what game it should be, you know? Mm-hmm. So they just kind of throw a whole bunch of different things at it to see what it, you know, comes out to be. But the scroll, it like scrolls sometimes, and then you hit the edge and then you go to another screen, like just like Zelda. So it's really True. weird that it mixes both of them like that, but yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Uh... So this was the last game that I played. So I went from like those two games that were fairly decent to this one, which in my mind was kind of disappointing. Wait, Everyone... are you saying Rocky is better than this? Because you're wrong. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's um, not. It is not. Early verdict. It is not. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> everyone says this game is Zelda-esque, Zelda-esque, and it's... Like, I even hate putting it in that category. I think it's... I thought this game was awful. I, I hated it. Oh. I hated the the way it it played. I hated the the sound effects when you killed somebody. It sounded like somebody was farting. You heard it <laughs> like here it first. Just... Nate hates Zelda. Nate hates Zelda, everybody. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, I love Zelda. Hate this game. Um, yeah, so... And then when you do... It is a cool feature that you can, like, buy your enemies... And basically have them work for you and do the throw some of the like same power ups that you have, which is really nice. But um, it can get very frustrating at times when you're like directing or moving all that stuff, and sometimes you just gotta kill them off. But I mean, I I don't hate the game. Maybe that's really strong. I'm sorry, Ryan. It's it's an okay game. If you think it's worse than Rocky, you must think very little of it. Because Rocky's a tech demo, not a. There's no abs in this one, though. There's Mm. no abs, you know, (laughs) those delicious abs. It might be better for it. (laughs) I said delicious. See, I I, I bought this about a year ago, coming back from MGC, and I played it for like two minutes and didn't give it any time. And this time I sat down and played. I played this one more than I played any of the other two. And I actually kind of got into it. It's a fairly Mm -hmm. respectable dungeon-ish like roguelike-ish Zelda game <laughs> and I say roguelike-ish because you don't have to reset to the beginning you set a part back you're not starting from scratch yeah. although you kind of are yeah yeah yeah. I, I kind of agree with you I kind of had a 
good amount of fun with this as well, just exploring, you know? Um, I kind of like that, just crawling around in a dungeon like that. Um, yeah, it was... I kind of liked it. Yeah, and I thought, like, it, it did a nice jump from, like, the first level to the second level. Like, there was enough change. I was worried it was going to be just kind of mm -hmm. a reset on the layout, but it was cool to see, like, rafts and, like, weird stuff. Um, it definitely could have used a... <laughs> I don't know what it is with Master System games, and, like, the, uh, because they could push big sprites, they did, but they didn't really take into account that it means, like, massive hitboxes. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a bummer with this one. Um, especially when some of those characters were, like, what a third the size of your character right. and you have to line it up with that tiny sword just perfectly. <laughs> yep. Ugh. I'm not saying I, I, this is not a masterpiece and to say it's Zelda like does not do justice to Zelda, it's but very it does loose. It does very loose. like, well, from an architecture perspective and like progression yes. screen to screen, it's there. It just loses. It, it doesn't have the RPG elements. It's like somebody saw Zelda and they're like, well, what if we made it more of an arcade game? Which one came first? Do we know? Uh, I think this was 88, so Zelda would have been out first. Okay. And it may have been an arcade. I don't know. I, probably not. But Aztec Adventure. Where you can shoot arrows at 90 degree angles. Yes. <laughs> and you burn bushes. How long did it take you guys to figure that out? To burn the path forward? I did not oh, I, get that I, at first. I figured that right away. Oh, you're a jerk. No, it took me a while. Yeah, that dead ended my game for a while. You bomb the rock, just like in Zelda, you burn the bush. Yeah, actually, there you go. Another reference, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we kind of know where some of this verdict's going, but <laughs> let's go back up to the top. And uh, Andy, why don't you go through which ones you would buy, rent, or burn? Yeah, this one's going to be quite a bit different between us, I think. Um, my buy is going to be Aztec Adventure. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. You really liked it. <laughs> that, yeah. was a, that was a shocker. Out of all these games, that's the one that I would keep playing, just because I, I really like that style of exploration. Um, even, wow. even if it's not like true RPG, I had a, enough fun with it. Um, there's definitely some problems with it. If the sword was about twice as long, it would be a much better game. But yes, the way it sits, I still had a good amount of fun with it. And uh, yeah, the colors like every time we come to the the master system, it's like, wow, the color palette compared to the NES was like incredibly better. Mm -hmm. the NES just was so much paler or pastel or something. I don't really know how to explain it, but the saturation on the colors on master system are. Just so much more. That said, they can use them in a lot worse ways. <laughs> I've seen yes. some really bad looking ones too. Yeah, as a uh, system, it must be able to push more colors on screen at the same time than the NES could. Because like that seems to be the defining factor, I think, is like you can just have more colors at once. Sure. Yeah, that that's probably true. Yeah. Um Yeah, my rent's gonna be Cloudmaster. It was a good enough game for what it is, but overall it's it's I don't know. I guess it was pretty good for, for the year that it came out. I'll give it that. But once you start piling up against maybe Genesis shooters, you're like, oh boy, this is not even in the same league, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah. And my burn is going to be Rocky because 
although it looked pretty good and it kind of gets you pumped up for that. Like you start off with a mini game, which is okay. I kind of like that to train, you kind of go back and forth. So it shows like more of the day in the life of being Rocky. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, overall, like once the presentation just gets in the way of the gameplay, that's just not, not good. Whereas like punch out a way better game. They're just like, ah, we'll let you see through little Mac. You know, he's not even part of the equation, you know? Right. So. Yeah. There you overall, go. overall, they're pretty much pretty close to each other. I would say though. Nate. Yes, sir. I, uh, think? I think my, my buy is going to be cloud master. Um, it's just a really good game, very interesting. I really liked um I really liked the colors, music and um uh, I think it's one if I really sat down to just put the time in, I think I would enjoy it even more. Uh so that's definitely going to be my buy. Uh my rent is going to be Rocky. I thought it was just visually appealing and I I I enjoyed it. It was it was a good good boxing game not a great boxing game but it was a good boxing game um and then my burn is aztec adventure i just i couldn't get into it i think i had i think i had zelda in my head just because that's how everyone described it and so i i felt so you can't read about it beforehand what are you doing you're ruining it for i felt yourself. disappointed i <laughs> felt no i I've, I've heard about it i've heard about the game but I just was kind of disappointed by it, and I thought it was a little clunky for me. Just me. You heard it. it. You heard it here first on Byron Pern. Nate prefers glistening abs over gameplay. Um, so for my picks, <clears throat> I actually really liked Cloudmaster. Uh, it was punishingly difficult. I liked the presentation. I, at this point in my life, am very into shooters. Um, so it just kind of worked well for me i it's gonna be a tough game to like really sink my teeth into because it's gonna require a lot of memorization but i would buy that um i would rent aztec adventure i actually really hated this game on first playthrough but this time around i I had a blast with it it's got some shortcomings but it's not enough of an issue to keep me from enjoying what is there I, i i liked kind of the compartmentalized missions you know drop into a world kill that i mean it was almost monster hunter ish too man this like oh, hits a lot yeah. of notes for me yeah gosh maybe i bought the wrong one well no i didn't because i actually own this one uh so that, yeah aztec <laughs> adventure will be my rent and then uh burn is rocky it's rocky is a showpiece for sprites on screen quality of visuals color palette of the master system what it doesn't do though is come out to be an enjoyable game um which is kind of a big part about being a video game. Uh, it has to be, it has to have some depth and some fun in it. And just, this just kind of lacks it. It does a lot of really cool things. It looks nice. It's just, you know, you're going to pop it in once and probably be done with it. Even if it does have those sweet, sweet abs that Nate loves so much. Glistening abs. Oh yeah. Cut to Rocky theme song now. (laughs) 
Okay, so moving on past Byron Byrne, as mentioned in the opening, we've got a special interview here uh, for the couple of the gentlemen helping to put on Fargo Game Fest. Uh, we will, like I mentioned, be giving away a pair of uh, weekend passes, so keep an eye on us on social media, uh, Twitter in particular. We are at Weekend Rental PC, um, or you can just search Weekend Rental. I'm sure you'll find us there. We will have details on how to win and enter, um, or if you're interested and feel like using an email, because I know people love emails, it's uh, weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot us uh, your email there and say, hey, I want a couple tickets. We'll read them. We read emails. It happens, but very occasionally, but it happens. Uh, <laughs> Nate, you're in charge of emails for a while. Sounds good. I haven't checked in a while. Nate's on it. Start checking. I got this, uh, guys. So this interview, as I said before, is uh, Nate and I sat down with um, Ben and Josh of Fargo Game Fest. Andy, unfortunately, couldn't make it because we live in the frigid north. People get sick. People get why, colds. Why the hell do we live here? I don't know. It, we you know, choose to live here. It is no joke. Thirty degrees below zero as I'm recording this. So we've all made poor life choices to end up here. Yes. But on with the interview, and let's go. All right, so joining us today, we've got Ben and Josh. Um, they are putting together the Fargo Game Fest. Um, how are you fellas doing? Good. Cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been a little frigid this weekend, that's for sure. Um, so we thought we'd have you guys on. Uh, this is kind of a newer con. Uh, second year, right, is Game Fest? Uh, as Game Fest, yes. Yes. Um, it's in the Fargo-Moorhead area, so anyone listening, obviously, from that area, um, this is one to keep an eye out for. What are you guys looking to do with the convention? What's what's available? What do we got going on this year that might have been different? Well, uh, Fargo Game Fest is set up to be kind of an all-around gaming for everyone. Uh, we have both tabletop variations of games, board games, RPGs. Uh, pretty much anything possible there. And then we've got a rather large amount of video gaming going on at the same time uh, between things like Artemis, uh, Spaceship Battle Simulator, to yeah. pretty much any console you can think of, uh, to arcade games, uh, VR, stuff of that sort. Yeah, that Artemis, I think that kind of blew me away last year. Like when I walked in that room, I was like, what is this? Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I just, oh, it's so cool. It's. It's almost like Star Trek, where everybody's got like a station and a roll. So you okay. can have like five PCs on managing one mission. And oh, really? It's it's crazy. Like I didn't play it, but I just sat back and watched, and it was quite the spectacle. Yeah, each individual uh, station actually has its own unique setup and controls. Okay. So like engineering is completely different from like communications. Each one has its own computer. Whoa! Uh, you that can actually. Intense. It's awesome, and they had two ships last year. Are they doing two again this year? Uh, I believe that's the plan. Okay. Uh, we don't always get enough people for that, but hopefully this year that'll change. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, it was really cool watching watching it uh, in action. I was impressed and confused and intimidated, but I still want to see it. Maybe actually play it this year. So. Then Josh, you're kind of stepping in more this year. With yeah, a lot more of the tabletop stuff. Yeah, we got uh, several tabletop games that maybe a couple of you people haven't heard of. Uh, of course, we're going to have Dungeons and Dragons. Everybody knows that one. But I uh, got uh, Deadlands, 
Um, we have Numenera being played, uh, Dungeon World. Um, got a couple other ones that are just uh, not ready to be announced because we're not sure. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, who's going to be hosting it, but we'll also have uh, I have a featured room that I'm going to have D and D One E, the original. So if you feel like you're want to try your might, it's brutal. <laughs> it's as one E starts off with like, "Hey, you're at the point of the start of the dungeon. No like story or anything. All right, go." Like room two, you see a red dragon. What? <laughs> Interesting. It's punishing, but it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. We're also gonna have board games and demos and uh, several newer board games we're getting a hold of. So, and specific people demoing. So it's gonna be. It's going to be pretty red. Yeah, more variety. It'll be great. I mean, there was a lot going on last year from what I saw. Um, my vantage point was mostly in the vendor hall, so it was limited, <laughs> but I still got to take in parts of it. Um, <clears throat> so it's coming up in March of this year. What are the dates for Game Fest? Uh, it'll be the 22nd through the 24th. Okay. Yeah, and then um, new this year, I guess on Sunday, is the part that um, I'm kind of helping out with more this year. Uh, we're going to be doing introducing a game exchange, so that'll be... Tabletop, um, toys, video games, you know, bring up the whole family, buy, sell, trade, um, and then get to play a lot of what's still available. Um, I think you guys had kind of said the the board gaming stuff dies down a little bit on Sunday, but we'll still have like that e-gaming, video gaming room going strong. Yeah, um, honestly, with most of the tradi- more traditional uh, conventions around town, Sundays are kind of the really the wind down of everything where we're going to actually extend a bit further than most of them sure uh, mainly because of the game exchange yeah. uh, and still potentially have everything else open so hopefully people stick around for that and uh you know you'll still be able to experience the majority of what was on offer throughout the whole weekend yeah that's awesome and hopefully we can you know get some more people out there that wouldn't have maybe been aware of some of the other stuff and then next year they'll come and check out everything and grow the show which would be awesome where's this one located at uh the ramada on 13th uh, okay as long as it stays called the ramada yeah formerly the double yeah. one every time i tell someone the ramada they're like AKA, no where now the double wood like, oh, double yeah. wood or it's Raymond. got four aliases yeah, right. <laughs> they should just yeah. have four names underneath it also yeah, known I forgot formerly known as yeah north side of 13th across from cash buys yes okay Awesome. Or what used to be the Green Mill, which is not... What is that? Taps and... Crooked Pint? There you that go. Thing. Is so, that it? I don't know. <laughs> it's not... Yeah. yeah it's not. It should change. Yeah, CashWise is a better landmark. Because <laughs> that doesn't change. <laughs> it's it's going to be just there cash forever. Forever. So with this being... This is like year number two for this this whole thing. What kind of spurred this along to, to even start? Because uh, not every day everyone's like, hey, I'm going to start a convention... Uh, so what kind of brought it along? Well, technically as Fargo Game Fest, uh, which is what this became when I started getting involved in everything and we started pushing the video game aspect uh, to be more equal to everything else. Uh, prior to that, it was actually called Decon, which was started up by one of our other members. Um, and that was far more just a tabletop type of thing. There's a lot more board gaming uh, it was a bit smaller there. Um, and that, if I remember correctly, was kind of started in the first place just because while we have, I think it's three different conventions in the area, 
none of them were specifically focused on the video gaming or not pardon me not the video gaming but the gaming aspect yeah like there was a lot of other things rolled into it um with the start of far game fest we're trying to push this more into growing uh the individual communities uh especially at least in my case with a video gaming community where when you start looking online at other youtube channels and whatnot a lot of the coast stuff has all kinds of stuff that you can find because everyone's there where we struggle a lot more for it right and hopefully the more we grow with fargo game fest the more people start bringing all that here as well yeah i think that's it's something that you know last year was the first year and that i heard about it obviously but uh i mean it's, it's something that i think is extremely needed in our area i mean we're kind of a semi-large community here in fargo but um it just seems like we're so separate from like Minneapolis if they would have yeah. something or I mean really that's where you'd go Minneapolis mm. Milwaukee yeah um, so this is exciting for me to have something like that locally we don't have to drive hours and hours and hours to go anywhere which we've done plenty of times for yes. everything yep. um, yeah so I really hope just to see this grow into something really big yeah, well, I think that's kind of the thing you too, or the thing too that you realize is the more you get out there and the more you start talking to people um, and even in meeting with you guys for planning more for this year, there are a lot of people out there that are into this stuff in our community and you just don't realize it. Um, so it's cool to have something growing where, you know, there's an excuse for us all to get together, especially when it's March and the weather sucks here and you're not going to go outside. So I don't know. It's, it's a great alternative and something fun to do for a weekend. Yeah, uh, we're bringing in some community member, community members specifically for this one. We have a guy from Perm, right? Yep. Coming yeah. in from Ultima Gaming um, with a whole room, having magic tournaments and all kinds of other stuff. Yep. Uh, oh, I can't remember Ultima Suite or something like yep. that. Can't remember what he was going to call it. Uh, and it should be official Magic the Gathering uh, tournaments and stuff like that with that. It's going to be properly endorsed and whatnot um the guy is a huge final fantasy fan so there's going to be more than enough references um he has his own little uh moodle he has on <laughs> yeah he has moodle uh i've seen him in at least three different final fantasy related costumes at cons if I remember correctly. um and yeah he he's nuts about it and it should be a really fun time for everyone stopping into his uh it's basically going to be a fan suite that he's going to be doing for most of it, but he's also going to be there as a vendor at other points. Sure, sure. And I think like the video, like video game community is a lot bigger than I ever knew. Um, so when I created YouTube, I felt like I needed to talk to somebody about my hobby because there was sure. nobody. Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, there's all these people. And I, I have, I don't have a ton of experience with like tabletop gaming. Um, but the community is very large. I, I've oh, yeah. seen, I've been in uh, like little, is it Little Big Wars? Mm -hmm. Or I've been in Little Big Wars, like Paradox, um, like all these places, and they're packed. Yeah, all Little Big Wars has a lot of really good tabletop strategy gaming, like uh, War Warhammer, War, yeah, Wargaming, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and they have multiple groups around here that does just board games and tabletop games yeah. and D&D. Yeah. &D That's amazing. Even a small community like Purim, uh, which which is a smaller community, there's always people 
in that tabletop gaming area all yeah. the time. I've never walked in and it's it's been empty, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think so. he opened that as, you know, I'm going to buy, sell video games, and really the tabletop market is what's become his business because, you know, they're consistently there where you don't have somebody coming to Purim in the dead of winter to buy a copy of NES Golf, you know, <laughs> so it's nice that he can have tournaments and stuff for Magic there. And plus that store is just amazing now, that back room and everything. Like, yeah, I was, that I was, was blown really away. Nice. He's gonna give us a little bit of a taste of it in his room. He's bringing some computers and and a little bit of uh, Smash Brothers tournament oh, to his room. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. great. Yeah, that's a great game too. We've been playing. I think we're almost at four hundred matches now. I don't know if either of you guys <laughs> have you unlocked everybody yet? But yeah, we did that a couple uh, weekends ago. So yeah. I'm still working on mine. Gotta get on a little that. bit slower. I know. I know. I'm really bad at Smash. Like, really bad. <laughs> well, my kids are better than me. So, so this is this is pretty much my first experience with Smash. Mm-hmm. I've skipped it many copies. And so I recently picked up the Wii U one right before the Switch one came out. And so just, just getting yeah. the whistle a little wet. Which is basically the same game. You just don't quite have the character roster. Right. Yeah, it, it's... It's fun and frustrating, and <laughs> yeah. uh, especially multiplayer. Yeah. And my son yeah. is six, and he's better than me. And I'm like, yeah, it yeah. causes a lot of fits on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's so. That's some of the stuff too that will be going on. Um, in addition to just the different tabletop games, and tournaments, and stuff you guys will be doing, but there will be actual. Um, in the e-gaming room, like the bounties and challenges, and I think there's going to be some like a Mario Kart tournament. A lot of a lot of stuff happening all weekend long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the specific tournaments, if I remember correctly, are not finalized yet. There's just about guaranteed going to be a Smash one, yeah. uh, uh, Mario Kart of some form. Both are always popular every year we do it. Uh, our e-gaming chair, uh, Travis, and myself have actually been doing e-gaming for uh, two to three cons for probably the past three to four years. Yeah. Uh, and I know I've helped our previous person through another one of our local conventions uh, for a bit longer than that. So we've been paying attention to you know, what people like. Those two are always popular. Um, the 8-Bit Bounties... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who may not have heard of those before, Which it's I basically have not so <laughs> okay. Uh, it's basically anything up through uh, like Super Nintendo and Genesis, uh, generally cartridge based for the most part. Uh, the games that you can remember growing up with, or uh, at least know that are popular, that are a lot of you know drop in, get something done. Unlike the stuff today, where you know an hour in, hey, I can finally control my character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, like, uh, Super Mario Brothers, for instance, it would be something like beat, uh, or get the 4-2 without warping. Oh, sure. And then the first person to do that in the day uh, generally gets a kind of a fridge magnet of the box art of the game. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, and if I remember correctly, we do uh, NES, Sega Master System, Super Nintendo, Genesis, and TurboGrafx-16. Okay. Um, so it covers a wide variety of different games. Awesome, yeah. I think that's what blew me away when I was at Game Fest last year, just checking everything out. And then, just me personally being really into retro gaming, walking into that e gaming room was like, Oh my gosh, it was heaven! And just the amount of systems you had on you know, free play and ever drives, you had Neo Geo, you had Turbo Graphics, like you mentioned. I mean, that's stuff that collectors 
you know, go nuts for, and not many of them take their personal collections and put them out to the public to uh, experience. Yep. So that was a very cool piece. So I'm excited to see that building some more this year. And it's it's something that everyone in the Fargo Moorhead community should check out, regardless if you're you know whether it's just the tabletop side you're into or you know the electronic um, video game side. I mean, it's all really cool, and the community there was really neat last year. So I'm excited to see where we go. Yeah, both Travis and I kind of have a passion for trying to get people to try stuff that they may not have been able to before mm -hmm. or is unrealistic to really try at this point. Right. Uh, for instance, we've done a couple different events uh, with Little Samson on the NES, which mm -hmm. for those who are unaware, you're probably looking at about a thousand, I think it was a thousand dollars last time I looked, just for the cartridge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we try to get people to try stuff like that out, uh, kind of trying to push for this year, maybe next, uh, having some like classic PC or classic computer stuff there. Yeah. Uh, depending on whether or not we can find equipment for it. Right. So, you know, just get people to play something they haven't had a chance to before. Right. That's my, that's one of my favorite parts about, you know, a, a lot of cons is, uh, to try just things that I've never played before and never had the opportunity or things that, you know, as a collector, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to really collect for that, but it would be fun to play. Like, uh, yeah. I was playing, like, Number Munchers on, like, the Apple TGS. <laughs> Why? It, like, it's, it's just cool. I was like, I can't believe that game's right here. I'm going to sit down and play it. I mean, it's just, that's something that I look forward to. And something that, like, my kids, because it is family-friendly, yeah. kids get to experience things that dad is not going to buy or can even afford <laughs> you know that that's that's something really special too for them mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean i think it's gonna be a great you know community and family event i'm really you know excited I, for what you guys are doing and i do know you guys are pretty video game based but i challenge you to come over come over to my side and uh yeah i'll give you guys a good time i would yeah. like to i would really like to get into it I just don't know. To me, it's very intimidating. Yeah, I don't want to look because, like a giant idiot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the point, like, though. That's hey, the point to this, look like a giant. There's this noob over here. Let's, let's get him. <laughs> like, no it's, I've seen, so like walking into Little Big Wars, yeah. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And they're so like focused and they got rulers out and like all this stuff. And it is. I'll say the tabletop community around here is amazing. And yeah. like, if somebody new comes in, they're just like, hey, come on. You know, yeah. come on in. We'll. we'll that's what we'll, I need. we'll show yeah. you up. It, it's it's not as soon as they know that you're new. It's it's they bring you into the fold pretty right. easily, and and they're great people around here. Just just in Fargo in general, everybody's yeah. really good about sure bringing people into the tabletop. But yeah, awesome. I challenge you to guys come by and uh, maybe play a little D and D or some. I've never played, yeah. so challenge accepted. I'll give it a shot. Like, not challenge like I'm going to take. If you guys go, I'll personally DM it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I would yeah. be. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to give it a try. Might as well rip the bandaid off and just <laughs> go for it, right? And then I'm going to, yeah, then you're going to see me collecting. I was going to say, it's addictive. Like, I, will, I will warn you. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, I'll try it once. And, and then, then like three years later, you're like, I have seven games. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you got to make sure you buy a Crown Royal bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's the traditional the dice carrying yeah. bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I just walk around with a Crown Royal bag, <laughs> you're like, I guess know what he's doing around. now. He knows what's up. Yeah. Good to know. Thanks for yeah. the tip. Growing up, my little sister, she told me this uh, this past year. 
she didn't understand that Crown Royal was an actual liquor. She thought it was a brand of dice <laughs> bag because amazing. of me walking yeah. around. <laughs> oh, uh, so maybe that means the guy I bought my house from. He uh, he probably liked D and D because he that's how he decorated his house with Crown Royal base. <laughs> well, I think there's two camps for Crown Royal. <laughs> yeah, this guy might have uh, found the other one. He was he was a bachelor, and we would walk around and like he would have it like hanging on the wall or on the shelf. And I'm like, okay. but now I know okay. he no, liked yeah, D&D. it was must have been D and D. That's the only thing it could have been. I thought he had a drinking issue, but clearly not. No, clearly he's no, obviously he's, not a problem. He's just a gamer, just a dice hoarder. Uh, Completely that is separate an issue. type of issue. That is an issue. <laughs> yeah. That's a separate psychologist. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, as far as um, like different tabletop games, like specifically, like you mentioned, there's going to be some newer ones. Do we? Do you have an idea of like new stuff that's going to be introduced this year? You still working on the final list? I'm still working on the final list, but we definitely have some ones that people haven't tried yet. Numenera, a lot of people haven't tried. It's a new one that came out with Monty Cook. He's a guy that just does. That's all he does all day. He just designs new systems. Nice. It's mainly about like role playing, and it's set in this world that's uh, in the Seventh Kingdom. So there's this complicated technology world that is done and gone, and they're buried under sand, and now it's this new world. And so you're searching for this called Numenera, which is these old items that you have no idea how it works or what it's supposed to do, and then you try to like mangle it into something you can actually use. Sure. So sure. run into like an electric bicycle or something, you're like, ah, this can be, a, <laughs> you know, yeah. going to use this for, I don't know, tying my shoestrings or something, you know. Yeah. Um, then I have Deadlands, which is a Western. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I played it. Uh, which version of it? Just be clear for anyone who might recognize it because there's the d20 and then mm-hmm. there's the poker chip who are doing the d20 <laughs> okay. not the poker chip i don't um yeah <laughs> uh d20s are easier to get a hold of for me because i just happen to have a billion so <laughs> uh we have deadlands we have numenero of course we'll have dungeons and dragons uh, Pathfinder, which is a super popular version of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm working on getting a couple people that know some newer newer things that are coming out, but uh, you know, with a uh, tabletop RPG system like that, the newer stuff is kind of okay. Now you got to learn how to do it. <laughs> it takes about a couple months to learn how to do it. Yeah. Uh, we're also working on a couple games. I'm try- I'm going to try to get a couple board games that are brand new. Um, they have some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games and stuff that are really? coming out. I'm like, oh, I need those. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, I have, again, I'm very stupid, where you think D&D, like 1980s games, uh, mm-hmm. and it's amazing you walk into, like, Paradox, and you see all these, like, new games, oh, and yeah. you're like, what, what does this one do? What, and, again, this yeah. is the, like, overwhelming thing on yeah. my side where I'm like, I don't know what this does. You're reading the back, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, and that's why at the con we were gonna have a couple of people demoing some games throughout the the, the time throughout yeah. the weekend, so that you were like, you sit down, and you're like, I have no idea what this looks cool. Yeah, uh, working on these guys to do Scythe and a couple others. That's uh, awesome. Dragon uh, or Dinosaur Island and, and a couple others. Um, so maybe um, I think we kind of gave a pretty good overview of yeah. of everything to expect. I think it's gonna be a great event uh, that you guys are putting together. Um, so maybe one more time, let's go through um, dates again. Uh, March 22nd through the 24th, which should be a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, What time does it start on, on that Friday? Uh, I think we're starting at noon, if I remember correctly. We're starting at noon, yes okay. sir. Okay. And that goes into the wee hours of the morning? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Saturday is at like ten, sometime in there. Um, most rooms will probably be open by ten okay. at that point. And I think Sunday is 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 ten o'clock ish. Get a pair of weekend passes. Um, Game Fest is going to be um, doing a giveaway through Weekend Rental. We'll have that out on our social media. So check out Twitter. You, if you'd like to enter, just shoot an email. You know, Fargo Game Fest to Weekend Rental Podcast at Gmail um, You can get entered to win that, and we'll be we'll be plastering that all over the place. So keep an eye out. Um, should be a really really good time. I appreciate you guys taking the time to meet with us and stop on in. I know it's not always convenient with everybody's busy schedules. So. Also, if they want any more information, they can also go out to FargoGameFest.org. Yes. And if anyone out there listening is ever interested in actually becoming part of things, we're always looking for help. Uh, feel free to contact us through there. Great. Perfect. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank nice. you. Yes. Okay, moving on to the fail bag, where we answer 20-year-old questions from old gaming magazines, as if they were addressed to us. Uh, We're going to start in EGM number 120. Uh, Doug says, Need for Speed High Stakes is a great game. However, the lyrics in the song, No Remorse, really bother me. It sounds like the woman is saying, Brace his erection. Am I mistaken? <laughs> I wish it was. That sounds like such a better song than I remembered. <laughs> you always have to brace his erection. And you are not mistaken. <laughs> you know, every teenage boy was like, yeah, that's what she said. She said that. Those are the words to live by right there. That's That should be on. Let's get this on a t-shirt. Instructional videos. Is it so? This must be like the opening song for High Stakes. It probably is, or maybe it's just on the soundtrack. I don't know, but it was High High Stakes was one that followed Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, right? I was like the one immediately after. It was the one before or one after. I think. I want to say it was after because I remember like being disappointed by that one. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like a great song to me. Yeah, no, you are not mistaken. Those are the words verbatim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember listening to, um, so I was playing Tony Hawk on Nintendo 64. And there was a couple of tracks that you couldn't understand anything the person was singing. And there was some weird things that I pulled out of that where I was like, is he saying this? <laughs> I, I don't even remember what it was. But. No, I will not kill my parents. How dare you, Tony Hawk? <laughs> <Ogg? laughs> uh, yeah, it's all in there. We were just talking about how there's dicks on waveforms, so who knows what's it's going on. It fits right in, yeah. <laughs> Bracing erections is important. Don't you forget if, it. If you play this podcast backwards, you'll hear things. <laughs> It probably sounds better than the actual podcast, not going to lie.
<laughs> Brace his erection sounds like step three on the tutorial of having sex. <laughs> <laughs> you have to brace it before you can put the con- condom on it. Right? <laughs> brace for grasp. impact. Brace for impact. Would you like a baby? Skip step two. <laughs> Well, that's what they call a cream pie, kids. <laughs> that's also later on in that song, part of the lyrics. It's on the fade out. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of unrelated, but I was watching. Uh, uh, is it Warrant that did Sweet Cherry Pie? Yeah. I was watching an interview on YouTube with that guy who, like, it was shot some years ago. He was, like, in his, like, late 40s or whatever. Oh, where he like, hates it? Yeah, he's like, I, he's like, you know what? I could put a bullet through my fucking head instead of writing that song again. He's like, I'm forever the cherry pie guy. Like, loves cherry pie. Hey, what about cherry? He was just, he was just so genuinely depressed about the fact that he wrote this song that made him incredibly famous. And wealthy, I'm sure. Didn't he? Of time. Didn't he shoot himself? Did he really? I'm pretty sure. Oh gosh! So like he played. They played in Purim. She's right. Not like and I then, didn't like, want him to actually shoot himself. <laughs> they played Purim, so I'm sure he's like, I'm playing cherry pie in the middle of nowhere. Time to end this. <laughs> it was like a couple of weeks later. I think he killed himself. I'm at the Dies at 45. This is 2011. Yeah, if you're playing Purim, you're probably yep. Dies at 47. Oh, man. This one doesn't say cause of death, but boy. We just took this to a real dark place. Let me just... I I need to find out. Did he OD on cherry pie, though? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's the only only way to go. He's got, like, cherry pie all over his face, (laughs) laying in a hotel room. Yeah, okay, we're okay. It was acute alcohol poisoning, so... Okay. He, He didn't... At least Oof. it wasn't a it wasn't a gun to the head. It wasn't cherry pie, <laughs> although Oof. who knows? He died alone with no money or ID and a comfort in. <laughs> Holy shit! That's so sad. <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy now. Oh, comfort in. <laughs> Not it's even like two steps up from a Motel Six. <laughs> oh, he was surrounded by liquor bottles and pills. Wow. Yikes. It just went real dark. <laughs> Let's just take a moment. I think I remember seeing that same interview. Didn't he say like they wrote it in like 10 minutes or something? Like that? Yeah. <laughs> he said the album was done. They had a name for it and everything. And then like the guy's like, I don't hear the single, write me a single. So like he overnight, he wrote it and that he's like, next thing I know, that's what the album's called. This is what the single is. And yeah, it was just hilarious. He was just so disgusted by his own creation. Hope it works out well for him. Wasn't that the one with the girl too in the music video where he actually ended up marrying her? Oh, I, want I to don't say know. Yes. See, there's the cherry pie girl. Then it must have worked out. I mean, for a while. Yeah. Until you hit that comfort <laughs> in in the liquor <laughs> bottle. Uh, if guys, if somebody finds me in like a comfort in at like 47, at least come up with an internet backstory for me that doesn't make me seem like such a piece of shit. Like covered he, in Swiss rolls, yeah, he, all over your he body. died 
push, pushing an orphan out of the way of a moving truck outside the comfort inn. He wasn't in it at all. There was no booze. <laughs> he wouldn't stay there. <laughs> he no. wasn't registered there. Blasphemy. He had too much money to stay at comfort inn. <laughs> so much money. Why would he even be there? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he was actually staying at the Delta. <laughs> oh man now i'm sad we lost a sponsor on that one little debbie or cherry pies or warrant who was their sponsor uh comfort in i don't think they're okay i was like we had a few there we still got the others yeah yeah little debbie money is still rolling in that's fine. oh for sure yep that's why we don't need a patreon Once we develop diabetes from all the little Debbies, <laughs> then we'll need the Patreon. But we're a couple years out yet. Taking time bombs, though, all of us. That's for sure. I do like little Debbie's cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Full that circle. took a second. Full that circle. took a second. <laughs> and I was going to be like, yeah, me too. But then I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. Sicko. Where uh, did we get on this? Where did this I start? I have no idea. Oh, Cherry the lyrics in the song. Yeah, boy, this went yep, rabbit yep. hole. Brace the erection, yes. Rabbit hole and a half. Okay, let's let's go to question number two. This guy isn't even... We just lost Nate over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Andy, I just caught it. You're like, yes, yes. Brace the erection. <laughs> <laughs> You were so adamant about it. <laughs> he takes that topic seriously. Yes. Yes. Brace the erection. <laughs> that is definitely right. a t-shirt. Large Sorry. font. With an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, it goes up. <laughs> okay. Your preview of WWF Attitude really ticked me off. Ignore the fact that it requires very little intelligence to comprehend. Uh, No statement could be further from that truth. The truth is, to be a true wrestling fan, it takes a lot of brains. All right. Just insert cricket chirping. And next question. To be, uh, yeah. (laughs) Think about what that does to your brains, the wrestling. So... I mean, if you mash up your brains, do you have more brains? What system was this WWF game on? Uh, I'm sure 64, probably. Yeah, that was back when that stuff was huge, so. I don't remember ever hearing about that one. I feel like there was just like an oversaturation of like wrestling games in the late 90s, early 2000s, and then it just kind of collapsed. Yeah. It was on the 64, 1999, and PlayStation. Yep. I'm sure the PlayStation 1 was inferior, though, as it was only two-player instead of four. I used to play a lot of those with my friends. They are fun. I liked the... Um, it was on the 64. It might have been Revenge. Yeah. WCW Revenge, where you can do a battle royale, and that's really fun, yeah. where guys are just constantly coming into the <laughs> ring. Sensing a theme here. Is this a lot like Rocky where they're glistening and had abs? And... Uh, they were more like 
polygon squares. Boy, I, you know what, Nate? Next time you come over, I have a shooter for the Japanese Saturn that I think you're just going to hey, love. I have, a, I have a good question for this. <laughs> Let's hop right into this one. <laughs> I can't wait. Kevin from Salem, Connecticut says, I've noticed in the past couple issues of EGM references to a game called Choaniki, Great Brother. I'm still having trouble convincing myself this isn't just a hoax due to the fact the premise of the game sounded so incredibly stupid. <laughs> I'm not a homosexual, so it may seem typical that I think this game sounds stupid. However, I'm not homophobic either. What does bother me is that is that they would put such blatant sexuality in a video game. You play video games because they're fun, not because you turn they turn you on. If you play a video game for sexual stimulation, uh, you're pretty pathetic. There are magazines for that. I don't care if it's homosexual, heterosexual, or bisexual. They should keep only a reasonable amount of sexuality in games. <laughs> Just a reasonable amount. What's the reasonable amount? <laughs> with, the advent of, that? with the advent of VR, I wholly disagree with his entire statement. If anything, they should get more pervy in a VR format. Yes, but Kevin, I do feel like this game is like tailor made for Nate at this point in this episode. Though, are you familiar yeah, at all with it. this game and or series? No, not at all. Okay, forward to it. Yes, oh, uh, it's your favorite genre. It's a shooter. Okay, <laughs> and uh, everything, enemies, characters, coming. missiles, weapons—it's all glistening muscly nude orange like thong asian muscle building men okay sounds like my friday nights i know this is i just <laughs> if ever like friday nights <laughs> if ever there was a game for nate this all is right like, well i probably won't play that one <laughs> that might that might be on my do not play list but yeah i'm gonna came over it. here it's, so. I'm going to stick it in my Saturn and you're going mm. to... At least you don't have to collect it, it for a US set. <laughs> yeah. You missed out. Dang it. No you'll, get to you'll, you'll get to play it. I'll be like, here, Nate, hold this Sega Saturn controller while I change games. I got one you're really going to like. It's not about being a homosexual oiled up man at all. It's it's something completely yeah, different. Sounds like you're going to do just something dirty to me. Hey, hang on to this controller for a minute. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> Dim Brace the, the erection. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around with the microphone. <laughs> uh, it's funny that they even like previewed that in EGM because like there was no hope of that getting right. ported over here. No, no way. I'm sure they were like, "What is this thing? Like, is this for real?" Yeah, isn't that the whole thing? Is like that's like a form of like a style of like comedy over there i mean there's something behind it with the japanese yeah, culture i know right but i mean that's just one of those things i won't it, understand it wouldn't even pass the esrb rating at all i mean it Did probably would have anything that went up they're there? not showing like dicks or butts or anything it's just like who would buy that is more of the problem i think yeah it's just mainly just bodybuilding right more than although anything. the the first boss is very phallic shaped yeah but it reminds me a lot of that one boss from uh there's a Neo Geo game in that past ESRB, which is very much the same. I can't remember. 
It even had the ad where the guy's like, whoa, on the controller. Like, <laughs> and then the screen is like the dick coming in the monster. <laughs> you guys have to know what I'm talking about. I, oh, I, I got to send this to you. Yeah, they, totally, uh, they, they totally pulled off like a Neo Geo ad where like the monster's neck piece is a dude's schlong. And then like his, hold on. I'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this outside of the podcast. It's, unfortunately, this is a podcast, so I can't share this a wonderful ad. Maybe we'll get it on our, on our feed. Nate. You can you can get that on Twitter at some point. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I don't know if I want it. It's funny. It's just very gross for the time. Oh, here it is, right here. Perfect. Just you'll have to zoom in on the dude. Oh wait, they changed it. <laughs> they changed it. That is what? yes. This is not actually the original ad. Wow. Somebody must have caught that. Okay. Anyway. Huh. <laughs> oh, did I tell? I didn't. I might as well talk about it, the fail bag. So I completely screwed myself by listening to the podcast on my phone. I had it hooked up to a Bluetooth speaker. And then it got to the point where I was talking about how I can't let my wife found out. I buy that pervy Saturn game that import Saturn <laughs> game as she's sitting on the yes. couch next to me. She's like, what game did you buy? I'm like, nothing. Damn it. <laughs> like, totally busted. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's just for the show. I didn't really buy a game. It was it was Andy's by rent burn that we gotta test out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can ex- you can expense it. <laughs> <laughs> can we do that? I I'm about to file my taxes, but I've been doing this all wrong. Yep. As soon as we get some income from this, <laughs> little Debbie. Yeah. Okay, we got one from Billy. He says, from what I can tell, the fine people at EGM should get a kick out of this. It's a picture of my friend who took a friendly game of Mario Party's tug of war and a paddle battle a little too seriously. The funny thing is, this picture was taken a solid two weeks after after the initial injury. As anyone can see, it was doubtless much worse two weeks ago. So this there's a picture of this guy and he's got like hole a in his palm. Yeah, it's. Wow. It looks like he got crucified like <laughs> a few weeks ago. It's Dude. a huge, huge wound in the middle of his palm. Do you suppose that happened just like natural, like analog stick, or did you think the stick sheared and then he jammed his hand into it? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds awful. Just keep I grinding mean, I, away. <laughs> I know Nintendo offered people like free gloves to wear due to this issue from <laughs> Mario Party, but like, this was, this was I cannot an issue? believe. Th- yes. Like they literally offer people, of you could get a glove to wear on your ha- gaming hands. So you could fucking massage the stick and not do this to yourself. But I never heard of anybody doing this to themselves. Like this is nuts. I mean, I played that game before, and I yeah, it could hurt, but not like nobody would do it that much. Right, it's, it's like such... masturbating till your dick bleeds. Like you just don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> We lost Nate, everybody. <laughs> At some point, the wave of patheticness hits you, and then you're like, oh, boy. They don't call me Scabs McKinsey or nothing. <laughs> don't worry, that's not an STD. <laughs> I did that myself. <laughs> oh, God. They do make gloves for that, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a dual purpose. 
<laughs> How many kids use their free Nintendo gaming glove <laughs> to keep their dick scam free? That's the real question here. That's the real question. <laughs> We're officially the dumbest podcast ever. I can't do it. <laughs> all those, all those people that are like searching eBay for one of those gloves now I have to think about yeah. has this touched a penis or <laughs> lice all that son of a bitch as soon as that package comes in. Oh, now I'm regretting wearing my power glove. To be honest. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Can you imagine like having a Mario Party and some guys like, hold on, I got to get my white glove on. Well, and like to wear a hole in the center of your hand, like that's not just a this kind of just sort of popped up thing. <laughs> no. Like you could have stopped well in advance <laughs> of a hole in your palm because it would have had to blister. I mean, other than the aforementioned like stick breaking and like you inadvertently stabbing yourself situation, I just can't imagine a case where you couldn't have realized this was going to be bad well in advance. No, it's about the size of a quarter, so you could tell that he was like, "Wow, rolling it around for that wow. much." That's insane. And then, yeah, in the end, you're playing Mario Party, so at the end of the game, it probably fucks you over and you lose anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> I bled for you. Nope, you lose. Sorry. My kids keep asking me, like, every time I go to the store, can we get this one, Dad? No. I'm not buying it. I don't want Super Mario Party. Plus, I need the extra set of Wiimotes so we can all play it, which is just retarded. Oh, yeah. Or Joy-Cons. I've never understood it. I know it has, Mario like, a Party? rabid following. I just never understood why Mario Party was good. I just, I don't get it. I'm maybe not as mad at it as some of the people over at Giant Bomb, but I, I genuinely don't get it. They're okay. As long as you know what you're getting into. As long as you don't burn a hole through your hand? <laughs> yeah. They're not something to take that seriously, for sure. I feel like <laughs> this is like a plot to like an X-Files episode where like there's a sudden rash of like, what's that like phenomenon like in Christianity where like people bleed from like feet and hands from like the crucifixion oh, stigmata yeah yeah so there's like this giant rash of like stigmata across like america and then like everyone thinks like it's a big happening and like rapture's coming or something and then like Mulder's like nope dude's just there's a lot of mario party mario party just just came out got <laughs> it it's explained debunked scully was right this time okay well this is pertinent to today even they uh, threw out the magazine, threw out a question, and then a bunch of people responded back what they think. <clears throat> question is, what does Sony need to do to make sure they stay number one? And a few of the responses, I don't think Sony has to do anything. Sit back and relax. They need to. Do, they need to do anything. Nothing. Sony already has a world filled with mindless PlayStation fans ready to buy PlayStation Two. <laughs> this one's pretty good stop letting konami of america release contra games <laughs> that's, that's the one thing 
That was not good. Actually, they should. They did that for the PS3, and that's what's their downfall. There's no Contra games for PS3. Also, a launch price of $600 probably wasn't great, but... Yeah. No, it was the Contra games. <laughs> uh, get Britney Spears to pose nude for loading screens. Hmm. Uh, that might have been time-sensitive information there, because I'm good without that. Yeah. Might be ready to do it now, though, for money. I don't know. Well, that's true. I'm sure KFED's still paying child support and alimony, right? Mm. I'm guessing he's still paying her. Or she's still paying him. Yeah, probably. She's probably paying him. He's still a lot. He's, he seems like comfort in guy. Oh, boy, after the Warren dude, I'm like, oh Google, gosh. is KFED dead in a comfort in? Let's find out. <laughs> Now it's, we have a phrase now, comforting guy, and we all know what you're talking about. We're like, we're not oh, the, yeah. We're definitely not the only ones who thought Yikes. about this, because like when you type in KFED, the first like autofill is KFED now. <laughs> so everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck happened to KFED? <laughs> well, apparently he's still, as of 2018, trying to get $20,000 a month from her. Wow. Sounds like a rough life. Child support, that's what it's all about. He had a 40th birthday party. This is in uh, May of last year. And (laughs) so he went to a nightclub and had his party. And then he had uh, scantily clad dancers brought to him. And the club also gifted him a birthday cake. Designed with stacks of $100 bills with his face printed on it. The icing on the cake spelled out, KFED is fucking 40. So that's what happened to KFED. That, that's exactly where I thought KFED would be. So there we go. He's still living it. Still doing some. What was the club? Like Benihana? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> that thing attached to D-Wolves down in Sioux City? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> then they're probably not allowed to have cake in that one. <laughs> <coughs> oh, you, the roaches would carry it out too fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just about everything I got out of that magazine. Mm. Do you guys have any questions for our audience or in general? Where do hey, babies you- come from? Hmm. Okay, we'll answer that on another episode. Oh, okay. Um, we're strictly like, if you know of somebody that you thought of, like that lived twenty years ago, and you're wondering where they are now, that's who you need to email us, and we'll look it up for you, and then we'll give you live reactions on where these people are now. I like this. The celebrity update at the end of Failbag. Yep. Or just random question person. mark. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrity question mark update. <laughs> I like it. New segment coming soon. With that, mm. I think, Nate, you can end this podcast without trying to take it off the rails again. All right. I'll do my best. All right. You guys should send us an email. 
we love emails. We love reading them. All of those emails that we get from you guys. Mm -hmm. Send them to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and YouTube. And as always, you can go to weekendpodcast.com for everything. Be kind. Rewind. Stay away from comfort ins. Bananas. Sweet cherry pie.